Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Good to be here, Dano. Yeah, man. Hey, uh, listen, I got an email from a guy this this morning, right before I got on the air. And he, uh, just quickly here, he wanted to know, it's a good question. He's like, listen, you talk about, obviously, be hurting a lot and let these injuries. How do you train and do all the jujitsu and the lifting? And mm. I got out of the gym this morning before I came in. Today was a particularly painful day. It was squat day. <laughs> and here's the answer, folks. And I, I'm, I'm, you know, I know I'm sarcastic a lot, but I'm being serious. And I know a lot of you may have this question and wonder yourself, uh, you know, what's going on? Is this guy really training? He's always talking about being hurt. And the answer is, yeah. I am. Yeah. Um, I've. I don't want, listen. I'm not trying to get like metaphysical with you here or getting having like a Play-Doh moment or something, but. I just believe that you're here to, to suffer a little bit. Um, you are. I've, you know, I read a book a little while ago. It's a really great book. Some people ask me for a book list once in a while. We'll add this one if I ever do one. Uh, it's called "How the Universe Is the Way It Is." Uh, Why the Universe Is the Way It Is? Excuse me, by uh, Hugh Ross, and it's a really great book about how there is no possible way this universe was created without the power of the Almighty. And one of the lines in the book, or the the themes of the book, is the value of suffering. How you're you're here to suffer. Uh, you're here to experience. You know, I'm not talking about physical pain. I don't mean sit there with a, like a you know a compass and poke yourself with it all day. Yeah. But yeah. if you read the book, you'll understand. And I he asked me if I the guy in the email said, "Do you take painkillers or something? Like, how do you get through this stuff?" And the answer is, you just do. Like this morning, I got up at five oh four actually because I looked at my phone when I got up and it was in the gym by six. And I was you know I see the same crowd there every morning. Some of them listen to the show. So how you doing? And uh, you know, I was today was Zercher squats, two hundred seventy five pounds, three sets of five, and then deadlifting after that, and then kettlebell swings, and every second of it is excruciating. My shoulder, I have a torn rotator cuff. I got to fly out there uh, mm-hmm. to to Los Angeles to do the stem cells, and my knees, I have a torn lateral meniscus that I'm going to have done too. Um, you just suck it the hell up, folks. You're here to suffer a little bit. Life's not supposed to be fun, you know. Yeah, you want joy? Look your kids in the eye. Really? That's the only joy I need. Sometimes I see that my daughter got her school pictures. I look at that. That's real joy. That gets me through all these other moments, you know. But last night as I was grappling again with a ripped out rotator cuff and a torn meniscus and a, and a, a, I have a one of my erector muscles in my back is, is uh, not torn, but it's been pulled bad. You just suck it the hell up, man. And that's why I have no tolerance. That's why yesterday I went off on this punk little uh, piece of garbage from Media Matters, this guy Angelo Corazon. Because folks, I will. I am never. I am not a, in any way a violent guy. Anyone who knows me understand understands that. I don't do mixed martial arts and Brazilian jiu jitsu. It because I enjoy violence. I don't at all. I do it as a means of being able to protect myself. God forbid violence is brought on me. But what I find amusing is how these little pajama boys who have no element of edginess and no element of toughness and have never suffered in their entire lives attack you on Twitter and are keyboard warriors. And as I say to them all the time, and I called Angela yesterday, I'll say again, this guy's a coward. Now what are you going to do? That's, I'm not, this isn't a tough guy challenge, not a schoolyard. They might ask you to meet me by the flagpole. I'm asking you a serious question for all you liberal pajama boy punks out there who attack me and other principal conservatives who are legitimate tough guys, the Tony Schaefer's of the world and other people out there on Twitter uh, who attack, you know, Tony Schaefer was a, a military man, a, a decorated military man, CIA trained officer. He does commentary on Fox. He's T spooky mm-hmm. on uh, Twitter. I like Tony. I just bring him up because he's a legitimate tough guy. He's not a violent guy, but he's a tough guy. 
Mm-hmm. My simple question to you is not a challenge or anything, but it's, 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 it's a reasonable. What are you going to do? I don't mean it in Donnie Brasco way either. Like for those of you listening to the show, <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean it legitimately. What are you going to do? You have nothing. When you're not tapping a keyboard, you are useless. You're a coward. You're the very deaf because there's nothing you can do. All you can do is say, I know you are, but what am I? You've got nothing. Why do I go to the gym with damaged muscles and all and, and in a lot of pain? Because I know there's nothing you can do and there's nothing you will ever do because you're not willing to put yourself through the pain I am. And other people, I'm not the only one here. I don't have any kind of proprietary interest in pain or suffering. There are hundreds of millions of people around the world who put themselves through suffering every day. Boxers, military guys, CrossFitters, recreational workout people, people who suffer every day willingly to prepare their bodies. And God forbid the event that something happens to them, they need to use their physicality. But the pajama boy liberals don't have this, Joe. They don't have this. Mm -hmm. They rely on a set of broken ideas. So I asked the liberals out there and just, you know, I didn't mean to go off. I'm sorry, folks, but I just mean this. What are you going to do? And the answer is nothing. You have nothing. You are a useless bunch of losers. Allied and married and genuflecting before a set of principles and broken ideas. Never forget. It's the people you choose to call, you know, flyover country folks. You insult us down in the, you know, people who live in the South. Yeah, I grew up in the North. I live down here now. You call us all kinds of names. What, hayseeds, hillbillies, whatever, rednecks, stupid people. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, there's a thousand names you refer to people who live in real America. Remember, those people you insult are the ones who suffer every single day. They suffer with their hands. They suffer through their work. They suffer in the gym. They suffer running around all day with the stress of trying to raise kids without a million-dollar salary. Those are the tough people. What do you do, Angelo from Media Matters? You sit behind a keyboard and insult people all day. You guys are losers. And I'll leave it with this. What are you going to do? And the answer is nothing. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like... uh... Your opinion, man. <laughs> we totally <laughs> needed that. All right, folks. I'm sorry. I just I got the question this morning, and I really um, yeah, I was a little pissed off uh, at it still about this Angelo Corazon thing attacking Hannity because the guy is a total loser. By the way, yeah. I mean a complete zero. All right, so yesterday we had Jeff Sessions up on the hill, folks. Uh, what a mess. I mean, really, what a disgrace. These guys up Dude. on the hill are just a total disgrace. Uh, l- let me just quickly sum this up as like I summed it up in a tweet here because this cool. really this really matters. Did you see the hearing yesterday? I saw parts of it. It was yeah. like wacko. Uh, it's just insane. So let me just be clear on where we stay with where the increasingly disgusting delusional Democrats are. So now it's Russian collusion because... Somebody named Carter Page, who was the lowest of low level backbenchers on the Trump campaign, asked at some point to go take a trip to Russia to give a speech at a college. This is a Trump campaign low level associate. Right, Joe? Right, right. He is told no, unless it's for personal reasons only. You will not represent the campaign. Democrats, listen up, you morons. This is not even in question. This is a, this, these are these are statements everybody agrees happen. Carter Page, low-level backbencher. Can I go to Russia? No, unless it's personal. You're not allowed to represent the campaign. Okay, I'm going to give a speech at a college. He gives a speech at a college. Collusion! 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 
These freaking morons. They are so stupid. I am so disgusted today by these idiots on the left. Secondly, George Papadopoulos, again, a low-level backbencher nobody even remembers from the campaign, volunteers at a meeting to set up a meeting with uh, some Russians about the foreign policy with Trump. Right. The campaign says no, and the <laughs> stupid Democrat, collusion, collusion. Folks, they, they, listen, man, it's oh, it's done. It, it's done. Stop. Nego- the, the country is bifurcated. We are in an ideological civil war. Thank God it's a cold war. And it, please pray to God it remains that way. Really? I mean that. Yeah, agreed. Pray to God it stays that way. But make no mistake that it is over. We are not one country anymore. We are two countries. We are the imbeciles on the left and reasonable people on the right. There's nothing. There is no intersection of those ideas anymore. Carter Page, can we go give a speech? No, not representing a campaign. Well, it's a speech at a university. Can I go there on a personal level? Yeah, go ahead. Collusion. Papadopoulos. Can we set up a, 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 a meeting with the Russians? No. Collusion. Yet now... Uh, there's still no special counsel, by the way, but that, that we've we've already got it on the record, by the way, Joe, yeah. that the Democrats actually paid a company to pay the Russians for fake intelligence on Donald Trump. But that's not collusion. Now you wonder why Jim Jordan, congressman from Ohio, who I have a lot of respect for, by the way, went off yesterday on Jeff Sessions in the meeting. He's a Republican, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. You saw that part, Joe? Man. Yeah. He's like, brother. Amigo, what the hell? What is it going to take to get a special counsel? We have a special counsel. Why is this coming? I was not even going to talk about this today, I promise you. But I read an article at Bloomberg, which, you know what? I'll put in the show notes. Because it's so stupid that it's worth you reading. It covers in detail. It's not very long. But it breaks down how Mueller's focusing on the Trump foreign policy team, Joe. He's got them in a corner. Mm -hmm. Read the piece. And it said, you, you're going you're gonna to get to the end of the piece. If you're, a re, if you're a liberal, don't read it, please. Because it requires you to be a reasonable person, of which you're not. But if you're a normal person, right, not liberals, if you're a normal person, read the piece and tell me what in that piece is even remotely controversial. Yet Bloomberg writes the piece like this is like some big breaking news. They cover it. It's like, Joe, it, it breaks them down by name. Carter Page. No. Joe Carter Page gave a speech at a college. Oh, my God. He gave a speech at a college. Yeah, we got him. And what happened? He wanted to go give a speech. and They told him no. And they said, Carter, is this a personal speech for a college? Yes, it's personal. Oh, my God. We've got them. Joe. Watson. We've got him. We've got him. It's a speech at a college. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Joe, we're going to introduce a new character for you today. Yes. Marvin, the overly aggressive, nerdy detective who never had a real job in his life, who is now investigating the Trump-Russia conspiracy cases. You just used him. You just don't know it. We got him. We got him. Carter. Gave a speech. Marvin, we got him. Gave a speech in Russia with the Russians. Oh my God. 
folks, you may say Bongino sounds delirious. I am because I seriously can't take it. We are this. We are in the we we're, the the country is got, being flushed down the toilet bowl yeah. by a group of people who I by calling them imbeciles. It's an insult to actual imbeciles. Like I feel bad for real imbeciles because they got to be lopped in with Democrats. Let's go, Papadopoulos. We got him. Oh, Papa. We Papa got him, Tom. Joe. He was in a meeting. He was in a meeting. And in a meeting. Yeah. Yeah, he's heading the meeting. We can be with the Russians. Huh? The Russians. Oh, and the case. Trump team, Joe, said no. Oh. We got him. Oh, yeah, we're right there. Collusion. Oh, I'm crying right now. I'm seriously, we need a ditto cam in here. I'm crying because I, I can't believe that there is a large swath of America, a country yeah. I love, I mean I deeply love, that there is a large swath of America that are so dumb that they actually believe this. Then they're like, we caught him, Don Trump Jr. We caught him. He DM'd. Direct message for you liberals out there who don't use Twitter. That means like uh, it's a private message on Twitter. WikiLeaks DM'd him. Oh my God. And he answered them and he disclosed it on by the way, Don Jr. took it actually sent out on Twitter his DMs with WikiLeaks. Collusion. Collusion. Meanwhile, even like hardcore Democrats are like, ah, well, it doesn't look good, but there's really no collusion. Your whole story's collusion. Not that he DM'd WikiLeaks. Oh, Joe. Oh my gosh, I can't take it anymore. I'm a, uh, the sniffles are not my allergies. I'm legitimately crying right now because this stuff is like it's so. If I don't laugh, I'm gonna break down. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Bloomberg piece against my, you know, better judgment <laughs> in the show notes at Bongino.com. And of course, if you sign up for the email list, I'll email it to you. But I want you to read it, and seriously, even to the dopey Dems out there, I want you to read it with an open mind. Read it with an open mind. I'm just saying, even as Republicans or whatever, read it with an open mind. And I want you to get back to me and email me where you find anything other than maybe stupid decisions. Well, I've, I read the whole thing as a former criminal investigator. And tell me where you find collusion with the Russians to overturn an election. Tell, cite me the line in there. Mm. No, it is. It is. I'm just. I'm. I'm I mean, I hear. Do you see this paper? You hear that? Yeah. There's a piece right here. You can't hear, but I, it's a little. That's actually my tears. I'm not even kidding because I was laughing so hard <laughs> uh, on the uh, on the paper. It, it's like it's a you know the yellow pad. I I uh, yeah. It's actually falling apart a little bit now because I've been tearing on it the whole time. It goes on. I got more. You know, socialism. Socialism's back. Apparently there's a poll out there. This is not pause for effect. I'm just really, I want to make sure that I get my druthers before I go on with the show. Because I'm unusually pissed off today. And I don't want to scream at you for the next 45 minutes. I love my audience too much. So there's a poll out there saying that young millennials and young kids are increasingly finding socialism attractive. Oh, great, great. More morons. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. You say, oh, no, don't insult you right now. You're an idiot. No, you're just stupid. If you believe you have an iPhone, you have a computer. Are you a liberal socialist who found this show by mistake and are listening to it right now on your Android or iPhone with your Beats headphones? And you're what do the kids wear now? American Apparel? I don't even know what's the fancy clothes. Uh, I, who, I don't even care. I wear Lucky stuff. It's the only thing that fits my. I have an unusually big butt. My wife will laugh by me saying that because I squat all the time, so I have to wear Lucky clothes. My DMI. wife's gonna be like, "Did you just say that on the air?" <laughs> I do. It's enormous from squatting all the time, so I have to wear Lucky. I don't even know what's. But if you wear whatever you're wearing, Lucky or American Apparel, whatever it may be, I don't even know what's cool anymore, right? Because I frankly don't care. You realize like it, it, socialist entities, socialist governments where they control the means of production, um, none of that exists in socialist governments. You understand that, right? Because they control the means of production and increasingly destroy the means of production and the people within it. But don't let that get in the way of your stupid arguments, you numbnuts out there. Now, why am I bringing this up? <laughs> it's a piece <laughs> in the Wall Street Journal today about Venezuela. Venezuela turned socialist. Now, for those of you who are wondering what happens, Venezuela turned legitimately socialist because yeah. I know a lot of the, uh, you know, what do they call them? The young and impressionables in, in, uh, when it comes to politics and the young invincibles when it comes to yeah. healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to call the young socialists uh, the young imbeciles. So the young imbeciles out there who believe in socialism, they'll say, well, uh, socialism, what we're, we're really talking about there is Denmark. Yeah, okay, you're, you're just an idiot, okay? Denmark is a big government, natty state. The government does not own the means of production in Denmark. You're just really dumb. Uh, but let, let's leave that aside for a moment. Let's talk to people who actually know what they're talking about. There's a country that did turn socialist, Joe, Venezuela. Yes. Now, there's a fascinating piece in the Wall Street Journal today about Venezuela and what's happening in Venezuela. Venezuela, this is big news, folks. This is not small news that you're not going to hear reported in the mainstream media because they'll cover for Venezuela because they are all socialists. Just defaulted on three bonds after giving a 30-day grace period. Well, what the hell does that mean and why should you care? Folks, they're bankrupt. Mm -hmm. They were given a 30-day grace period to pay $280 million in bonds and they defaulted. They don't have the money. They ran out of money. Mark, as Margaret Thatcher once said about socialism, sooner or later you run out of other people's money. Venezuela's run out. So now, for all you socialist young imbeciles out there, we have the young invincibles, you know, the young impressionables. Now we have the young imbeciles. The kids out there who believe in socialism. Do you understand that every single place on earth this has been tried, death and destruction and bankruptcy has followed, and you have an actual example, an actual time going actually on right now where people are eating pigeons, dying, and the government just officially went bankrupt? Does any of that matter to you when you're polled about socialism? Does any of that matter or do you just conveniently silo facts and data in your head in a blind allegiance to being young and imbecilic? Does any of this matter to you? There's right now a socialist country, an actual socialist country, not a fake one like you talk about in Denmark, where the government does not own the means of production. Denmark's own, what is it, Rasmussen? It's, 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 its own leaders have said, we are not a socialist country, you idiots. In a response to Bernie Sanders claiming Denmark's a socialist country. Mm-hmm. He should ask the Danes first. <laughs> Folks, there's a socialist country right now you have an example of that is bankrupt. Now, Joe, mm. I know the liberal response because I can predict these people. 
because they're so dumb and predictable, it is easy to read their minds like it's almost like Minority Report with Tom Cruise. You can tell their crimes before they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. He'll say to you, oh, well, it wasn't socialism. It was, there was the oil revenue. The oil revenue. Yeah, yeah, oil revenue, right, That's right. Yeah. It was oil revenue, Joe. Because, mm-hmm. Joe, did you know oil prices only went down in Venezuela? Did you know that? They didn't oh. go down anywhere else, Joe. Wow. It's amazing how that happened, that global <laughs> oil prices collapsed. Global oil, price, oil prices collapsed. But it only affected Venezuela, the socialist country. Mm. That's incredible, Joe, isn't it? No, it's bad timing, yeah. Bad, just bad timing. You, you nailed it, Joe. Joe yeah. nails it again. Joe, this guy's is. like, a, Joe, you should get your PhD in economics, in global <laughs> economic. This guy's, Joe nailed it. It was just bad timing. That's it. Yeah. So the socialist country goes bankrupt. Yet the United States, which relies heavily on oil, a lot of European countries, even a lot of Middle Eastern tyrannies that rely on oil have not yet gone bankrupt. But these, so, but keep in mind, I'm not suggesting tyranny. I'm just telling you socialism sucks so bad that even when you're a tyrannical monarchy, you have a better chance of surviving than being a socialist country when you rely on oil. So global oil prices climb, but only Venezuela goes bankrupt. That's great. That's great, fellas. That's a great. You libs are genius. I mean, really, this is the it, you you just have. You remember Minority Report with Tom Cruise? He's got the gloves on. He's moving stuff. I'm just moving stuff around right now in the future, and I'm just uh, Venezuela socialism sucks. They're going bankrupt. I'm moving stuff. Over. Here's the liberal response. It's the oil revenue. Really? So what happened with the United States? Why didn't we go bankrupt? It's the oil revenue. <laughs> Joe, please play the dude, not him. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. (laughs) That's next. (laughs) That's next. That is after oil revenue. That's the next response. Because you go, oil revenue, how come the Saudis aren't bankrupt? They're they're literally a a monarchy. That doesn't even respect human rights in many respects, especially for women. How come we're not bankrupt? It's a large portion of our economy. Yeah, well, that's just your opinion, man. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I, I could use that that that, uh, that drop, as Joe calls it in radio lingo. I could use that endlessly because this is what I'm talking about with liberals. They're so dumb that no, nothing they say ever makes sense. And yet these young imbeciles fall right in line. It's the all revenue. It's the all revenue. That did it. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm sniffling like crazy because I and can't. Uh, you are pissed off today. I got. I, 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 I tell am, you. and I'm not. I have the funny thing, I'm in a good mood. I mean it. I'm really. I had a good workout. Yeah. You know, this morning I just mauled it in the gym. I'm. You know, I especially even even with the being banged up. I got like 221 swings in with the 82 pound kettle in 10 minutes. I, Dude. I 275 in the Zercher. I got, I did six, five, and five. And then I did a set of 20 with 225. And then a deadlift, and I put 245 on. I got a set of 15 and a set of seven. And I did it super quick. Then I went in the sauna and stretch, and I feel great. No but wonder I, you're falling apart, dude. Yeah, I know. And Man. I grappled last night. I went for a good hour, an hour and a half last night. Um, Man. You know, when I, it's funny, but there was I, I was rolling, I was grappling with this white belt uh, who's brand new. A uh, nice guy came in. It's only his third class, and it just goes to show you, folks, three classes, meaning the guy's trained an entire three hours in grappling. That's it. 
I'm not wow. going to say his name or anything, but he's a super nice guy. He had no experience in grappling. He wasn't a wrestler, judo guy, sambo, nothing. He has never fought a day in his life. Not boxing, zippo. He's not a gymnast. Man. And even in three hours, I was kind of helping him out a little bit last night. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, they put the higher ranking belts with the white belts in these classes to, you know, for, you, should, you know, you don't want the white belts teaching. They don't know anything. But uh, even in that, what we were doing the mount where the guy's on top of you, like literally mounting you and he was on top. And, and in the beginning, I'm on the bottom and I'm like, dude, what do you weigh? And he's like, I weigh 200 pounds. I'm like, you feel like you weigh 10 pounds. Like, you have to learn to get heavy, man. Hip to hip, chest to chest. Get your weight on me, man. You're 200 pounds. You're in a fight. This guy's going to get up. He's going to be super strong when the adrenaline kicks in. You better feel like 200 pounds. Joe, for the first half hour, this guy could not put his weight on me at all. Hmm. I don't know if he was afraid or if he just didn't get how to do. By the end of the class, just this is third hour only, the guy felt like he weighed 500 pounds. I'm like, dude, (laughs) nice work, brother. Like, you just, even in a locker room, he's like, thanks for the help. I'm like, you kicked ass in there. I'm like, that. your third class, you already learned how to get on top of a dude and use your body weight to make him eat the pavement. Make him eat the pavement. I weigh 225. I'm on top of you. You're feeling every out. You're going to be like, get off me. That's what it's going to feel like, I promise you. And this guy at the end of the class was really, really good. I don't know why the hell I brought that up, but still. Me either, man. I don't know. Yeah. Usually there's some kind of loose secondary relationship to the show. Not today. Today's show is a completely unhinged cornucopia of word salads everywhere. But I need these once in a while. It's very therapeutic. All right. Today's show brought to you by buddies at iTarget. Speaking of preparedness, you know, they saw a report in Paul Bedard's Washington Examiner today, which I will put in the show notes. Please read it. It's a quick article. It's probably 300 words about the North Koreans who have actual plans for an EMP attack using a hydrogen bomb in our atmosphere. You know what that is, folks? That's when they detonate a nuclear explosion in the atmosphere that sends out an electromagnetic pulse, hence the acronym EMP, that will wipe out our entire electric grid. The predictions are 90% of people in the impacted area be dead. This is not my opinion. This is in a report. I'll put it in the show notes today. It's a short article. Read it. Why am I bringing this up? Folks, you've got to be prepared. What are the chances of this happening? Joe, very slim. Can we both agree? Mm. Yeah. Are those chances zero? No. No, they're not zero. And the probability that you will be wiped out is quite large if, God forbid, that one in a million chance happens. You got to be prepared. Go get yourself some emergency food, even though this isn't a Patriot Supply ad. My Patriot Supply. Prepare with Dan. Check them out, too. I got reads for them next week, but we love them, too. But, folks, go get yourself a firearm and learn how to use it. It's the responsible thing to do. You got a family, you got yourself to protect, learn how to use it. One of the best ways out there to learn how to use a firearm proficiently. Folks, any idiot can shoot a gun, okay? Can you shoot it in the right direction and hit where you're shooting at when you need to engage? Go to itargetpro.com. That's the letter itargetpro.com, itargetpro.com. They will send you, this is the coolest thing. You will never put this thing down. The feedback on this product has been extraordinary. I send them all on to itarget, by the way, if you email me about it. It is a laser bullet. It drops in the place of the bullet in your firearm. You don't have to go out, buy a new gun or anything. I've got a Glock 43 9mm. They'll send you a 9mm bullet. You drop it. It will not damage your gun, hurt your gun, do nothing to your gun at all. When you depress the trigger, like you're firing, it'll emit a laser onto a target they send you. It is the equivalent of hours and hours of range time with no range fees. You don't have to blow through a lot of ammo. You don't have to clean your gun, nothing. Folks, this thing is addictive. I've got people... 
sending me emails that their trigger fingers are sore because they won't put the damn thing down. (laughs) It is an unbelievable Christmas gift for the firearm owner and your family wants to get more proficient. Go to itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Put in promo code Dan, D-A-N, my first name. You'll get 10% off. That's a big rebate, folks. Remember, competitive shooters do this for a living. Try fire like this 10 times more than they live fire at a range because they want to be proficient. Go pick it up today, itargetpro.com. Okay. Ah, oh, sorry, man. I'm just like, so Joe, just you should get the sniffles out. You might as well just leave him in today because you'll be, the show will come out at like two o'clock in the afternoon. If you, you know what? I'm going to leave him in. Dan. Yeah, he does. He usually <laughs> does take them all out, but I, I've been laughing so hard at myself, which is a horrible thing to say that uh, I just can't stop. I don't want to like blow my nose in the middle of the show. It'd be really disgusting. One other thing I wanted to bring up about socialism and this Venice, why Venezuela is bankrupt and why that should matter to the, the, the young imbeciles. And I'm sorry, I'm really, I just, I can't no. take it. I love my young audience. I just can't take it that young people don't do any homework, yet they so pro, so pro, proudly profess an allegiance to socialism. What is socialism? I don't know, but I think it's great. Okay, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> there are two problems here. By the way, in 2001, which is in this Wall Street Journal piece, which is interesting, Venezuela, in case, you, in case you're other, if you're not saying, oh, I have having you, if your second answer isn't the dude, your third answer is going to be, well, in 2001, well, they no, you may say to yourself, well, Venezuela was a poor country to begin with. You'd be wrong because in 2001, they were the richest country in South America. So, eh, wrong again. But again, don't let facts and data get in the way of uh, your unending allegiance to imbecility. Okay, here's the problem here. There's two problems. Number one, in a socialist country, the incentives are all wrong. And number two, uh, there's, the, there's a knowledge problem. The incentive in a socialist country when the government owns the means of production, in other words, when the Venezuelan government takes over the oil industry, is not to make money. The incentive is to hold on to power. So what do they do with the money the oil company makes in Venezuela when the government owns it, Joe? They buy votes and they buy mm-hmm. allegiance. Remember, when you have a privately owned company in a free market, the privately owned company, their allegiance is to their customers, which is their revenue base. Their goal is to make money for shareholders and the company to stay in business. Their goal is not political power. Now, political power may be nice through lobbying, but political power is not their goal. If they can make money without political power and wasting money on lobbying, they will do it. If lobbying can help them make more money, they'll do that too. But their goal isn't political power, it's lobbying to make money. When a government owns a means of production, the incentive is all wrong. The incentive is a continuance of power. How do you stay in power? By support from people or suppressing the people. So you either pay for a military and buy them off like they do in Iran, or you pay the people off through goodies, which is what happened in Venezuela, which is why they're now out of money. Secondly, there's a knowledge problem. Folks, the government doesn't have the knowledge to price a baseball card, no less to run the oil industry. There are people in the oil industry who fail at predicting the oil industry. Am I right, Joe? There are people who've been engaged in fracking and hydrofracking who didn't anticipate the dumping oil prices out in North Dakota and other places who had to shut their own companies down. Joe, these people are in the oil industry Mm -hmm. and they couldn't hack it in the oil industry. You think a government bureaucrat now, a government bureaucrat with no expertise in oil, petrochemicals, petro resources at all, is going to come into an oil and run an entire national oil company? You are an idiot if you believe that. Socialism will never work because socialism can't work. And if you don't want to pay any attention whatsoever to what happened in Venezuela today, then shame on you. You live in an intellectual vacuum and a bubble, and you should be embarrassed and horrified. All right. What else Oh, you know what? I, I want to get into this Kansas thing a second, but I heard this this morning. 
There was a lawmaker on uh, Fox, and this topic, the, the the state and local tax deduction keeps coming up again, Joe. In short, the you know yeah. the tax bills being voted so, on, yeah, so off the state. You you can right mm-hmm. now deduct your state and local taxes from your federal taxes. So if you live in a high tax state like New York or Massachusetts or one of those other places where they there's a high state income tax and other things, uh, you can deduct that from your t- federal tax bill. And I saw a lawmaker this morning trying to defend that. I don't know why they're defending this. I, I don't understand like why the rest of the country pays the price for the fact that New York wants to tax the snot out of its people. But at one point, the lawmaker said, which was interesting, he said, well, we pay more to the federal government than we get back. And I thought, like, this is this is going to be like the and keep in mind, this guy was a Republican who said this. But this is turning into a liberal talking point, too. And I kind of find this funny, Joe. Um, I think this is a little bit uh, uh, hypocritical, is it not? So the, the gist of it is, well, we should get this state and local tax deduction because we pay billions more to the federal government. We get back. But if you're a liberal and you're you're embracing this talking point joe the entire premise of liberalism am i wrong is that taxes are a good thing and are a public good oh yeah that's what i thought i mean yeah. is, isn't that the whole liberal ethos like taxes taxes are great taxes are good roads and roads and bridges roads and bridges <laughs> uh public schools yeah social programs social security so i don't understand like how so what's your what's your beef if you're paying more for a public good, you're alleging is a public good in taxes. Why are you using it as a talking point saying it's a bad thing? You see where I'm going with this, Joe? Sure, man. Yeah. Your premise, your entire worldview as a liberal is colored by the fact that you think paying higher taxes is a good thing. That giving money to the government is a public good. That the government can do better with that money than you can do with, uh, you can do with it for yourself. That's the whole premise of liberalism. Give the government your money because you're too stupid to spend it yourself. What what else is the I mean, I don't understand. Like where where else where have liberals argued otherwise? So now to preserve a tax deduction to pay less taxes, the state and local deduction. That's what that is. You want to pay less taxes now, although you just said paying more taxes is a good thing. So now you want to pay less taxes, and to make an argument for paying less taxes, your argument is that paying more taxes to the government is a bad thing? Folks. You wonder why, again, this morning I'm like extra salty on steroids? Because liberalism requires you to be so stupid that you have to argue against your own interests in the very same sentence. The whole premise of liberalism is that taxes and high taxes are an economic good. But now you want the state and local deduction to stay in high tax states to preserve you paying less taxes. And the argument you're using is that because we pay more taxes than we get back. I thought paying taxes was a good thing. No, it's not a good thing. We want to pay less. We want a deduction. And by the way, we pay a lot in taxes and that's a bad thing. Guys, ladies, uh, are we on the same planet? What is it? Is paying higher taxes a good thing or a bad thing? So if paying higher taxes is a good thing, why are you arguing for the state and local tax deduction to stay? Why not just pay more? It's a good thing. And then you acknowledge in the next sentence, by the way, we pay more in taxes and we get back, and that's a bad thing. Holy freaking crikeys. Joe, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't take it. I swear I'm going to lose my mind. I know this is mental breakdown things. I'm like going to lose my mind. I can't. These people are so stupid. And it's like we have so many dumb Republicans 
who just don't call them out on basic stuff like that. Like, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. So the Republican tax reform gets rid of the state and local deduction, which enables you to pay lower taxes. As you're simultaneously arguing that paying higher taxes is a good thing. So do you want lower taxes or higher taxes? No, we want higher taxes, but just not for us. Oh, oh, oh okay. Now it makes sense. Yeah. Go. Oh, dad. Yeah. Thank. Okay. Thank Sit. you. Thank you for clearing that up. All right. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> you wonder why I have produced the original intention of the show, by the way, was not to have producer Joe so involved. I'd be honest with you. He was going to yeah, be my that. producer, <laughs> but I have grown so attached to Joe and the show as a sounding board for my psychopathology, which is growing by the day. I'm seriously losing my mind <laughs> that the show could not occur without you. If Joe dies, the show's over. It is. It's not going to be a monologue. It's just not. I need Joe to clap once in a while to let me know that my mind is still grounded in planet Earth because I feel like every day I wake up, it's like, what liberal stupidity is Dan Bongino going to have to deal with today? Every day, every freaking day of my life, I'm dealing with dumb liberals. Collusion! Taxes, high taxes, good. Oh, good. Okay, so how about uh, we, we get rid of the state and local deduction? You guys can pay more. No, no, we don't want to pay more. No, no, we want you to pay more. Oh, uh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Thanks, Joe, for clearing that up. It does oh, make sense. Welcome. There you go. Give them a round of applause for Joe. Nice work. <laughs> I got more of this, but I'm not done. Not even close to done. All right, today's show also brought to you by buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. Thank God for these guys. Dawn to dusk. Love the stuff. By the way, I saw a movie uh, last night. I wasn't. I, I I was flicking through the guide channel. There's a movie, Dust Till Dawn, a Quentin Tarantino movie. Who's another oh, maniac? Yeah. But I, I, I yeah. for a second, I like got confused in my head about uh, Brickhouse's product. I'm like, it da- dawn to dusk or dust to dawn? Dawn to dusk. I'm like, it totally messed up. My whole brain got thrown off. Brickhouse Nutrition, best product out there for energy, folks. Now, energy, you need energy. Listen, I have really, really, really long days. I'll be double uh, doing double duty with NRA TV today if you want to check that out. I'll be on at 12 with Dana Lash. And at 1, I'll be interviewing Cheryl Atkinson, uh, NRA TV, if you want to check it out. But I got a long day. So dawn to dusk is absolutely essential for me. And a nice part about dawn to dusk is you don't get the peaks and valleys. It's the worst part of energy products. You feel great for an hour if you've tried the energy drinks and the other stuff, but an hour later, you're crashing. You can't move. You feel terrible. I mean, you're just really grumpy and cranky. This product is time-released. That's the difference. It's a time-release energy product. It'll give you 10 hours of a nice mood elevation, nice energy level. I get Matter of fact, a guy emailed me today. I'm not going to say his name, but he was taking a PT test for the Army. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, it totally got me through this. So it's really, really good stuff. Dawn to dusk for your working parent, cops, law enforcement, recreational uh, athletes, people go to the gym, people working moms just have to get through the day. Go give it a shot. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Check out Dawn to Dusk. It's a really great product. Love it. All right. Um, on this tax thing, too. So... You know, even in my in my debunk this section on my website, I have an article about myths about Kansas. Now, again, this is one of those topics. I get it. You know, you're not going to hear this on other talk radio shows. You know, you may hear it on some of the more wonky ones. But just like I brought up the Venezuela thing today, the Kansas arguments coming up again. What are you talking about? What does this mean? And why does it matter to me? Well, again, when liberals are done with their first dopey talking point, which is usually totally irrelevant to the topic in an attempt at distraction, they'll move on to the dude. And then when the dude doesn't work, they'll typically drop another line, right? So their line about the tax cuts is, Kansas, Kansas, as I've said on this show 
25,622 times. They will always say, well, look what happened in Kansas. They cut taxes and had major league budget shortfalls. Again, short of any of the facts and data about what actually happened in Kansas, but don't let that get in the way of more of your stupidity. So there's another piece in the journal today about Kansas because, you know, listen, the journal, I, I, I like them. They're off on certain topics, I think. I think they can be particularly vitriolic towards some talk radio people I respect, but some of their articles are really good. And this one today about Kansas is great. Here are some of the takeaways because it's a subscription only piece. But they, t- the liberals keep saying, look, we can't cut taxes because taxes were cut in Kansas and there was a budget shortfall. Clear on that, Joe? That's their premise. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, Joe, conveniently, like liberals always do, because they're constant liars. They're addicted to lying. They even lie about lying. They ignore Florida, they ignore Texas and other states that are booming because precisely because they have low taxes, North Dakota and other places like that, where the economies are doing quite well. So they pick out and they cherry pick Kansas all the time because that's all they have. Now, if you listen to yesterday's show, you'll know that people are fleeing high tax states for low tax states. And I'll give you a hint. That's not because they're crappy places to live. $39 billion poured into Florida uh, in the last few years, uh, over the last few years, 2012 to 2015, while billions of dollars left New York, Connecticut, New Jersey. Now, I covered that in yesterday's show. So money's fleeing, but liberals, again, people vote with their feet, ignore that because they're just by nature liars. So here's what really happened in Kansas, folks. You can debate your liberal friends. Right before the tax cuts in 2011, Federal stimulus money, $527 million of federal stimulus money flowed into Kansas. That's a bad idea. I'm not defending the idea. But the, the uh, liberals and some you know, phony Republicans in the state of Kansas chose to consider that money in their long-term projections, even though the money was not coming back in 2012. So, Joe, that would be like you giving me a gift. Uh, mm-hmm. Say I make $100,000 a year. You give me $10,000. hmm and doing my spending, a one-time gift, okay? One and time. next year, doing my spending projections for my household based on $110,000, even though it was a one-time gift. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Not, yeah, not real bright. No. Not real bright. But you think I'm going to have a spend, uh, uh, I think I'm going to go into debt if I spend 110 and only make 100? Yeah. Okay, there you go. Joe, this guy's like a mathematician today. You're amazing. Yeah. Of course. So they took into account federal stimulus money, knowing to inflate the budget numbers, knowing that the money wasn't coming back. And now they're like, the tax cuts are to blame for the shortfalls. Oh, really? Really? Is that, that's, that's pretty incredible considering the mathematical geniuses you idiots proclaim to be. Secondly, they didn't get rid of a lot of loopholes, which aren't present in the federal tax reform now. Now, here in a nutshell, they made it easier to declare at a lower tax rate in Kansas pass-through money rather than corporate money. So people just re, uh, basically reincorporated or re- reorganized their businesses as pass-throughs. Now, it didn't cost Kansas a fortune. The estimates are overestimated uh, of, of what they lost due to this reclassification of income as pass-through because you could pay a lower rate as a pass-through in Kansas. Mm-hmm. But that's not what's in this reform. There's a corporate tax cut, Joe, and a pass-through tax cut. So comparing the two, it's just, I mean, you're just making it up. Be like, oh, Kansas had a shortfall because of a reclassification of income as pastors. Oh, what happens in a Trump? Well, it doesn't happen in a Trump thing. So what are you comparing? Oh, nothing. I'm just trying to be an idiot because I'm a liberal. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Third, spending. Again, because someone sent me a piece about the value added tax, a good piece in Bloomberg. It's written by a liberal, though. And in the piece, it's funny. The guy, again, 
talks about Reagan tax cuts and the deficits. Folks, the Reagan deficits were driven by spending. Reagan cut taxes and revenue went up. You don't believe me? I'm sorry. Just go, you, you, you really just don't have any idea what you're talking about. Just Google it. Go to the interweb. Spending, Joe, in Kansas went from $5.3 billion to $6.6 billion. Do you think the increase of $1.3 billion, a double-digit increase in spending, do you mm-hmm. think that may have had something, Joe, to do with the deficits in Kansas? Uh, I would think it would have some impact. This, yeah. Holy Moses, this guy is on fire today. Mm-hmm. Armacost and Fuego. PhD mm-hmm. mathematics, e- economics, MBA, finance expertise, Black Shoals. This guy's incredible. You are what you are really. You're an algorithmic genius. My head's hurting today. Yeah, it it is. I can tell from yeah. me yelling the whole time too. <laughs> Five point three billion to six point six billion. Now, did Kansas have a revenue shortfall? Yes, they did. I just told you because of the with the idiosyncrasy of creating a pass through exemption that is not in the Trump tax plan or the GOP tax plan. But again, keep comparing the two, even though they're not comparable at all, because that's what you do, you liars. And spending had a lot to do with it. And by the way, Kansas has recovered most of the money that so-called was lost through the tax cuts, which, by the way, were not designed that that great. And also, Kansas has done pretty well since then in the job market. But don't let that get in the way. To prove to you again that liberals will continue to insist, by the way, it's the last story of the day, folks. Bear with me on this because this is important. Continuing to lie to you about the effects of tax cuts on deficits. I'll put an article in the show notes today from CNS News. I think this guy, Terrence Jeffrey, right? He writes really good stuff. He covers the budget in detail and the spending shortfalls. Joe, showing you again that tax rates and taxes have nothing to do with our deficits. This is a spending issue, not a tax issue. Okay. The federal government, Joe, in October raised an astonishing $235 billion in all-time record. Mm. All-time record. Mm. The most money we've ever raised in October, folks. $63 billion short still, deficit in, in, uh, in October. Folks, it's a spending thing. We just raised a record amount of money in October. Record amount of money, and they're still $63 billion short. The most money in October in human history, and we're still $63 billion short. You still telling me it's a tax problem? Don't let the facts get in the way of a good argument, folks. It's really... Um, it's really just pathetic. Hey, can I just mention one thing quick? There was an article in the Wall Street Journal. I'll make this quick. It's a, I'm done with the financial stuff for now. A guy named Michael uh, Brow, or Bro wrote it, uh, B-R-O-U-G-H. And the gist of the article was that you know, military folks don't, nah, I don't want to mischaracterize what he said. He was a military man himself. And he's like, listen, we don't need any special thanks. There's a lot of people out there who sacrifice too. And the article's gotten a lot of negative feedback. Uh, the letters to the Wall Street Journal today were pretty horrifying, um, you know, attacking him. And I, I, I have to agree with a lot of the letters, folks. I just want to say to our military folks out there, you know, thank you. And I don't agree with Mr. Bra or Bro, whatever his name is, Bro. It is a special sacrifice. I don't wake up in the morning as a content producer in conservative media with the thought that I'm going to be shot in the face by an enemy combatant in front of me or that I'm going to get on a helicopter and a Chinook and drive out into the mountains outside of Bagram Air Base and be shot out of the sky by a man pad or RPG. I don't have that problem. You do. 
it is a special sacrifice. And I applaud this man for his service, but I disagree with his premise entirely. Our military people do deserve a special sacrifice. These men and women get paid crap. They live in pretty crappy living conditions and they give up years of their lives in some cases, their entire lives, to go do a really tough job under high stress on the front lines of freedom every day. So a really special thank you to do that. And I really, really disagree with this guy. You deserve an extra special thank you, not the thank you everybody else gets. Thanks to our teachers and our doctors. We love you. But it's not the same. Special thanks to our military folks. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.